To the wing for Lees. Five seconds left. Lees up top of Jillian. Back to Lees. Lees for Madeline. Wide open corner. Three. Got it! Beats the buzzer. Four triples in the third quarter. And Westwood leads at 37-24 after three. Good afternoon and welcome in studio on this Friday in mid-December. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're with us. Welcome to the ESPN-UP Tip-Off Coaches Show. Westwood winners last night. You heard Madeline Koski's buzzer-beating three-pointer right before the third quarter ended. How about a night of buzzer beaters for Westwood? Taylor Delangelo winning it with a three-pointer in the boys' game. They took down Kingsford 54-53 in overtime last night. Patriot girls are 5-0. and We'll be talking with head coach Kirk Corcoran shortly. The boys, meanwhile, are 5-1. and Pretty good basketball for those Patriots over in Westwood High School right now. A lot of good basketball up here in the UP. We'll get you caught up on everything you need to know. We go all around Marquette County. We break down the week. We break down the matchups with the coaches. We will talk with every school from Marquette County. Hear from your favorite coach. Get caught up on everything you need to know from your favorite team. Well, the Westwood girls were winners last night in Manistique. We'll start there. They were back and forth early on. Jillian Koski had five quick points for the Patriots. The Emeralds were able to answer, and we were stuck at five for most of the first quarter. Manistique's only lead of the game came at 6-5 to five when they connected on a free throw. They actually split a pair early on in the first quarter. They went up 6-5, to five, but Westwood responded with an 8 nothing run that carried through the end of the first quarter into the second. They would lead after one quarter 11-6 and stretch that out to 21-13 at halftime. The Patriots led by as many as 11 in the first half. Madeline Koski went off for four three-pointers alone in the third quarter. 12 of her game-high 15 points came in that third frame as Westwood was able to get a little bit of space between them and the Emeralds. The three-pointer you heard right before the third quarter buzzer gave Westwood a 37-24 lead after three. Westwood finishes the week 3-0 and moved to 5-0 on the season once again, just the first time since the 2007-2008 school year that the Westwood girls basketball team is 5-0 to start a season. But a really special group they have over there this year, and the Patriots are showing it off right now. They get set to take on Gladstone on Tuesday, and then they're off for 10 days until Hancock comes to town on the 28th. Those will be the final two games before New Year's for the Patriot girls. A little bit of time to rest up after playing three games in four days. Once again, I said that Coach Kirk Corcoran will be on headset. Let's get to him now. I've, I've gotten into the habit of, of watching the game uh, the night of and taking the stats on huddle. and um, Just wasn't able to do that last night. Got home too late. So I'm going to do that when I get off the phone with you now. Um, but, you know, Manistique in the, the last couple of years, um, they've, they've struggled. Their program has struggled. And um, almost every time you go down there, you're looking at a 30-point a, a victory. Um, and it just wasn't like that last night. And, and I, I, don't want to, I don't want to make any excuses for our girls. Um, you know, because there's there's a lot you can make. Just the the, the travel time. Um, the, the, this was our, our third game in four days, um, but but Manistique battled us real well. Um, they they did a good job defensively. Uh, they changed up uh, some defenses a couple times. I think they're in a, a matchup zone, um, and just uh, just kind of took us out of our, our comfort level a little bit. So. Um, 
I, I, I give a lot of credit to those those girls down there. Um, they're young, um, they're hungry, and and it was it was good to see for that Manistique program. Um, as far as us, we turned the ball over uncharacteristically. Um, there was a couple times down the floor uh, we didn't get a shot off. It was just uh, foolish foolish turnovers, um, passing it right into their hands. Um, so. You know, we were just never able to get into a rhythm. Usually, we uh, we're good for a couple of runs, or we'll go we'll go on an 18 to two run. Um, never really happened last night. I mean, we may have had one like 8-0 run, but um, you know, they always just came. They always answered, and they always came back with a big three pointer that would that would end a run. And um, we just were never able to really really get over a hump. Manistique was sitting in a zone for most of the night. They went with a 1-2-2, and it was kind of a relaxed pseudo-zone where they weren't giving you the open shot. I mean, they would go out and defend as they would, but it was just really disruptive more than anything. just took a little bit to adjust to it. Yeah, and, and we knew what it was, um, and we were prepared. I mean, we threw we threw some different offenses at it just to see if they're following the cutters, um, just to see well, – you know where we were getting our shots, where we were going to get our good looks. Um, and you know, Tessa Tessa was three for twelve last night. That doesn't it doesn't happen a whole lot. You know, she set a pretty high high bar for herself. Um, and if, if Tessa hits a couple more of those those shots, uh, I think we pull away a little bit sooner. Um, you know, and thankfully Maddie Koski hit four threes in the in the third quarter there uh, to to give us the cushion that we did have. Uh, but you know, it was it, it, Tessa may have had a had a little bit of an off night shooting, but the girl went and um, almost had a double double in in other figures. I mean, I think she had nine rebounds and and six assists and another like eight steals or something crazy like that, um, just to keep our momentum uh, defensively. So um, yeah, but like I said, I don't I don't want to make any excuses, uh, and I'd rather just credit. Credit Manistique was playing a heck of a game. You continue to get really good contributions from everybody on your bench. You got to go eight deep every night. Everybody gets in, but there's not a whole heck of a lot of a drop off once you go through maybe three, four through eight in your roster. I mean, everybody comes in and they contribute for you. Yeah, uh, our, our our bigs, um, Ellie, Ellie Miller and Sadiqa Gardner are they are they're very green. Hey, I mean, Ellie was up on the varsity last year, uh, as we've talked about, but didn't get a whole, whole ton of minutes. Uh, Sadiqa is a, a a new junior to the system, and uh, we're working with them and their footwork and just some very simple post moves uh, because, you know, Manistique didn't have anybody real big, but every other game they've been going up against six-footers. Uh, so those two girls just on offensive rebounds alone could be need to put in eight to ten points a game um they're capable i think they're just still catching up with the speed of the game um just trying to catch up with their their footwork and using their body to protect the ball when they're going up for a layup so they don't get blocked and um they're, they're doing a real fine job rebounding they just they got they're going to get a couple more uh, bunnies as we like to call them just easy easy putbacks to help cushion any lead that we that we might have um and then uh as far as emily nelson and megan johnson and jillian and and 
nope, that would be it. <laughs> we don't have that many people on the roster. I was trying to name all the others off. Um, they're 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 getting their minutes. They're learning every night. Um, like again, and Emily, I've, I've alluded to her being nervous. Last night she had she had a, a turnover where she knows she she should have shot the ball. She had a wide open look uh, against that zone, but you could tell she just kind of she didn't crumble under pressure. But she she passed the ball up and it ends up being a turnover when. And I called a timeout, and she looked at me right away. She goes, "I know, I should have shot it." And it just—it's and it, I just attribute that to nerves and and uh, lack a little bit of confidence. You know, when you got Maddie and Tessa who were telling shoot, 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 and they she kind of thinks she needs to get the ball to them because we do say you know get the ball to your good shooters. And um, but she is a good shooter and she's a real good defender. If you notice, every time Emily comes into the game, we end up getting a steal right away. She's got long arms uh she, she anticipates real well um and so just one one game at a time these girls they they already are contributing uh and they're going to contribute even more as the season goes on talk with kirk corcoran head girls basketball coach at westwood let's talk about the week as a whole coach you had three games two of them were on the road you had some high profile teams and high emotion games as well got the win over ishpeming on Monday night, then a back-to-back as you took down West Iron County at their place, and then Manistique last night. You win all those games by double digits. I mean, it takes a lot out of you, but it's got to feel good getting a three and zero week to move to five and zero in the season. Yeah, it's. I, I, we're not going to complain, but like you said in the, like we said in the locker room to the girls last night, you know, we're we're going to be we're going to criticize. We're going to be construct. We're going to constructively criticize. Uh, we're not going to sit here and and, um, and just tell you how great you are. There's still things we need to learn from. Um, and how about, how about, how about Ishpeming beating Calumet last yeah. night and Calumet beating West Iron. Everybody's beating everybody. It's, it's, it's hard to get a gauge on who's who here. It's kind of fun. And it's even happening on the boys' side, too. Uh, I was just looking at overall – Looking over all the scores from last night, it's it's just a, it's a head scratcher, and and it's I'm telling you, I, I know we're we're five and zero, and people are gonna start talking about us, you know, us in Nagani, but um, I don't know who we are yet. I don't, I, I just don't know. Um, it's it's too early to tell, and uh, it just it leads for some exciting basketball. Well, Coach, your team is averaging right around 60 points a game, around 35 rebounds a contest. You like both of those numbers. You alluded to earlier the turnovers, and those numbers have started to go down, but still right around the 15-per-game average. Tell me about some ways that you want to address that moving forward. Uh, yeah, our, our turnovers have been, have been an issue, and I don't uh, – kind of attributing it to, to a little bit more of a fast-break style – um, but just just making good reads. We've we've got good guards and good shooters running the lanes, um, and and I want them to get the ball up the floor fast. But and they know that, so they hear me hollering. Well, then by the time they hear me hollering, get the ball up the floor or get it up to Tessa. By the time I say it and it registers in their brains, well, now it's too late, and they still make the pass. Um, and so there's just some just some sloppy play at times, and um, I mean we're not we're not perfect. Uh, that's why you play this. That's why you play the 20 game season. So uh, I don't think it's any I don't think it's an area of concern. Um, I, I think it's just 
more of a, a focus and seeing the floor. Um, you know, again, like we, we've got this, we've got some experienced players, but we've also got some inexperienced players, and that's where some of these turnovers are coming from. And just uh, just getting used to the speed of the game is is really all that that that's going to come down to. So again, not a, not an area of concern, just something that needs to be addressed. Uh, you know, vocally, and, and I think that you'll see those numbers come down. Well, Kurt, you've got two games left before you go to New Year's, so plenty of time to rest up, recuperate, and get things figured out. You've got Gladstone on Tuesday. Tell me what to expect from them. Uh, you know, I, I was actually just um, scraping around last night trying to find a film on Gladstone. Um, going back to that first game of the year, they, they kind of got trounced by Marquette, but I, I, I know Gladstone is better than that. Um, they've they played Kingsford in a closer game, um, and it's maybe Houghton, I forget. But um, so going around looking for a film on them. I know that you you've got Megan Crow. Uh, you know another. I don't know. She's six three, um, and she's she's come leaps and bounds since her freshman year. Every every year she, her footwork gets better, her fundamentals get better, her confidence grows, um, and then Gladstone's always got. They've always got good athletes on their squads. So uh, lately they've been playing a lot more man-to-man, but uh, I, d- I don't know what wrinkles they've thrown in there yet. So we'll be uh, – we're giving the girls the day off here today. Uh, let them rest after this long stretch. But we're going to – they don't get the day totally off. We're going to go in and watch some film on Gladstone and, and develop a game plan tonight. Coach 5-0, and congrats. Thanks again for doing this. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Tanner. Let's transition to Westwood boys basketball. We have head coach Chad Hewitt on headset with us. Coach, what a game last night for your squad, winning at the buzzer 54-53 in overtime. Tell me about that last play. Was that the way it was drawn up? Yeah, you're not the first to ask that, uh, for sure. Uh, but, no, it was not what we had drawn up. But, you know, like I've been telling everybody all year, it's not who scores, it's that we score. And... We got lucky enough to come down with a rebound and then a loose ball, and Taylor was able to squeak himself open in the corner and get it off before the buzzer. And you know, it's a great shot for him. It's a boost of confidence for him. It's a, you know, boost of confidence for our squad. You know, ended up five and one after last night. Well, Coach, uh, Kingsford is a Class A school. Bigger competition comes in. Got off to a really good start against them, leading 13-5 after a quarter. Had a seven-point halftime lead. Tell me about the way your team played in the first half. I thought we played really well. We opened up, you know, shooting the ball extremely well. Um, Nathan Beckman was, uh, I think, three for three from behind the the arc in the first half, you know, which always helps us. And, um, you know, we distributed the ball well. We were unselfish. We were able to push the tempo a little bit. And um, we were able to get some uh, fast break points out of it. And so having our defense create some of our offense as well. And um, it was it was good to see that, you know, we came out. We had a little bit of a third quarter lull, you know, and into the fourth. But we were able to hang around and, you know, pick it back up at the end. Well, third quarter, Kingsford was able to tie things up. And, they made some adjustments, got back into the ball game. How'd you weather the storm, and you went toe to toe with them in the fourth? Yeah, we did. We, uh, you know, like I said, heavyweight boat. You know, punch for punch, who's gonna win, who's gonna be the last man standing? And um, you know, credit to our kids, credit to Kingsford. You know, they're well coached. You know, with Coach Oakenden, and you know, um, we we just knocked down shots and 
where we needed to. You know, our free throw percentage last night was uh, sub suboptimal at best, but we were able to just, you know, knock down a couple of big shots late. I mean, they had a three-point play toward the end of the fourth quarter to tie it up. We couldn't score at the end to uh, not go to overtime, but um, overtime we ramped it up a little bit. Tell me about uh, the way that your guys were able to fight through adversity and, you know, the grit that your team has maybe a few years ago would have been tough to go through, but you've got a really good senior class right now that set the tone. You know, it's 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 just being an athlete and, you know, a lot of these guys, like, the, they've been with me, you know, just little, you know, three or four of them that's their fourth year on the varsity squad, you know, as as sophomores, they didn't know how to win. Even as juniors, they didn't know how to win. And now we're, we're learning that process now. And, you know, it's never give up because you never know which way the ball is going to go. You know, you, you got you got to fight till the final bell goes off. And um, that's a good thing to see out of these kids. You know, I think it's, they're doing it in all the sports that they play at Westwood. Well, Coach, let's talk about the week as a whole. You went up to Hancock. You got an 18-point victory over them. 5-1 and one to start the season. What do you like about your team here in the early going, and what do you want to see improved on? Well, you know, we talk about it early early November, you know, you don't want to be playing your best basketball now, but I think that we need to improve on every aspect of our game. You know, I always preach defense, 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 and we're going to get after people. Well, I still think that we can be more intense and we can move our feet better and we can rotate faster, you know, defensively, and uh, we're going to continue to work on that in practice, you know, Coach Gray and myself and with the guys and, you know, just having that confidence that, you know, shoot the ball. If you're open, shoot the ball because, you know, I don't I don't want to be that team that only has they have to stop one guy. I want them to have to stop anybody that I have on the floor at any point in the game. How about uh, you get a week off until you get a take on Gwyn? Tell me how you prepare for them and maybe what you know about them. Uh, Gwyn's a Gwyn's a dangerous team. You know they just beat Ishmael the other night, fifty-two uh, fifty. Uh, you know they got a, a couple of players. You know Coach Finkbeiner does. You know Tucker Taylor's a guy that averages a double double. You know. He's a he's he's a he's a horse out there. He's a he's a basketball player. He's fast. He's physical. He's wide. He's got springs. He can jump. Um, the Forbes kid, uh, you know, playing through an injury, and but he shot the ball extremely well against Ishmael from what I what I saw. And uh, you know, we're going to have to prepare for them. And he's got some players that I haven't necessarily seen play yet. But, you know, but we got to we're going to come out and we're going to treat them like anybody else. You know, we can't we don't take anybody lightly on our schedule. Chad Hewitt, head boys basketball coach at Westwood. His team winners last night, 54-53 in overtime against Kingsford. They moved to 5-1. and one. Chad, as always, thanks for the time. Looking forward to talking again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Tanner. More after this on ESPN-UP. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven, that's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. 
Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Ishpeming Hematide Boys basketball coach Anthony Katona. Coach, tough start to the season, 0-3, but those three losses by a combined six points. And it's weird to think just a few things go differently and your team is 3-0, and 2-1, and who knows. But your team is right there. And is that kind of how you're looking at it, taking confidence from how well you've played early on going forward, or how are you looking at the start? Um, yeah, you know, just like you said, just a few tweaks here and there. Um, I think just minor things um, that we need to work on here. Um, you know, it's just, it just goes on me. I got to be able to get our guys prepared and win these games. So, but yeah, you exactly hit it on the head. I mean, I think we're we're at a good spot right now. Nothing to worry about. We have a really good team, and uh, I think we're able to. We should be able to put a push on here once we get the the blunt of the. Uh, schedule going here soon after Christmas break. Well, you opened up with three really good teams with Gladstone, Westwood, and Gwynn. Tell me about the Gwynn game, most recently a 52-50 to loss. I mean, they've got some competitors on that team, and they had to get some big performances out of a couple of their big dogs, and they did, but uh, Gavin Sunberg on your end had a whale of a game himself. Yeah, um, you know, Austin Forbes had a really nice game for them, had out for him uh, playing Still playing through a football injury, I believe, with his ACL. Um, you know, he shot the ball really well last night and put us in a tough position. Uh, came out a little flat-footed, uh, but we, you know, made a nice run there in the fourth quarter. Had opportunity to take the lead late. Um, opportunity to tie it there right at the end. Um, like I said earlier, just just a few things we need to tweak with that. Um, and come up with maybe a little better game plan and get these Ws. But we're going to keep moving hard, and hopefully uh, as the season goes, we'll get those Ws instead of L. Anthony, what do you like about your team fundamentally from what you've seen from them so far? Well, you know, I have a really good group of kids. Uh, I think I have about I, – I have the whole roster, I think, 11, all 11 guys can step out on the floor and contribute one way or the other, um, whether it's on the defense or offensive end. That's really good for uh, practices, um, you know, kids able to compete and push each other and try to get better each day, I think that'll help us in the long term. How has uh, practice been looking here as of late? And I know you've had to play a little bit of catch-up after missing a week due to the extended football season, but do you feel like your guys are starting to get caught up? Um, you know, we're we're getting there. Uh, we don't have as much of our offense and defense that we would like to have at this point. Um, so we're not as dimensional as we would like to be right now. But it's a process, and I think, I think the kids realize that, um, you know, we're going to keep taking steps each game as it comes along. You've got Kingsford coming up, a road trip there on the 18th. Tell me what to expect from that game. Um, you know, another real solid team. I think it's going to be a grind. It's always a, it's always a tough game played down there. Um, I think it was one of the hard-fought wins, hardest-fought win we had last year. So they have – you know, a lot of their starters returning in from last year. Really solid group, really good coach. Um, so it's going to be another tough game, but, um, you know, we're going to get prepared here in the next couple of days and uh, be ready for a, a, a nice, hopefully a nice victory on Tuesday to get our season rolling here. Yeah, six days off until that Kingsford game. What are you going to do in practice? How are you going to spend that time as you gear up for them? Uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna work through some films, see what uh, needs to get a little better here, uh, games, and I'll you know, take that film process and uh, apply it to the practices. Uh, just 
just some fine line things that we need to work on and try to get better. What's uh, the confidence level for the guys? I mean, they yeah, obviously have been right there in every game, but it's been a tough start to the season. Are they staying confident, staying positive through it? Um, uh, for the most part, you know, it's always tough for kids to uh, to take losses as a positive way. Um, you know, we we'll keep talking with the kids that they have to, I think most of them understand that as a process. Um, losing three games is not the end of the season. You know, we have a long season, and we started behind from the get-go. Um, and, you know, not to get down on himself. So, for the most part, I think we're in pretty good shape. Anthony Katona, head boys basketball coach at Ishpeming. Thanks for the time, as always. Look forward to talking again here soon. Thank you. More after this on ESPN-UP. I'm Ken Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home, and each year it's amazing to watch the student-athletes in our area schools compete at a really high level and juggle the demands of learning in the classroom, studying at home, hanging with friends, and for some, working a part-time job. They represent their schools and communities well, and if you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. After all, they are the future leaders. We at the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home are standing on the sidelines with great admiration for what you do. Join us in cheering in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The barbecue bacon Big Boy and fully loaded Big Boy, US 41 Marquette. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Danner Hoops joined by Gwen Modeltowner, boys basketball coach Jim Finkbeiner. His team coming off a thrilling win over Ishpeming this week, 52 to 50. Coach, I want to talk about the season as a whole, but let's start with Wednesday night's game. A gritty win over the Hematites, 52-50, the final. A signature win, you could say. And I tell you what, there may not be a tougher high school team in the country than the team you have. Austin Forbes scoring 26 with a torn ACL he suffered during the football season. Tucker Taylor, 12.17 boards. I know it was pretty physically demanding on him as well. I mean, the physical and mental toughness in your guys, you had to grit out that win on Wednesday. Yeah, we really did. Um, you know, the kids are, are really, you know, gaining a little uh, every single day and, and just not just the, the, the basketball game, but just the mental part of the game and, and really approaching things in the way we, we've been talking about for quite a while now. So um, we've we've grown up over the last couple of games. We found, uh, found a little toughness in us that I think some of them weren't sure they really had. Um, that Munising win last week was a really good win against a really good team. And, you know, last night, Ishming, they're not an 0-3 team. I don't, I don't even know how they can be 0-3. They're, that's a really good team. Um, and if you'd have told me that, you know, we would have held uh, Darius in single, you know, single digits, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, he's just, too, he's just such a good player. But uh, yeah, what a gritty win, uh, kids. Uh, you know, we got a little bit of a lead there in the third quarter. Um, Ishming made a run back. They're on their floor. They had the crowd behind them. And you know, give credit to my kids. They, they really responded. Uh, through adversity um, so you know we grew up a little bit last night take me through the final possession of the game you were up to Ishpeming had the basketball with about 15 seconds left tell me about your defensive plan for them and how your team executed well I think we did exactly what we wanted um, you know 
you never know exactly, of course, what a coach is going to do, you know, in the end of a game. But, you know, we had a pretty good idea where they wanted to go, and it was going to be between two people. And, and so what we, you know, what we really tried to do was make sure we had pressure on the ball, don't make it easy for them, uh, either, you know, contest the shot, um, but don't let it, you know, get to, to somebody like Sunberg for one thing because he just had a whale of a game. Um, and we kept it out of his hands uh, enough where he can do anything with it. And, uh, you know, it was just it was just then it was contest a shot and then rebound, make sure that we rebound. And, and, and we did that. We, you know, they had, a, they had a, made a nice cut. They got a good look, good look at the basket, but it was still contested. So, um, and that, that's kind of the way the whole game had gone, you know, both ends of the floor. There wasn't, there was a few open shots here and there, but um, I think we contested pretty well to them. Well, Coach, tell me about the Munising win. You won that game by nine points after losing to West Iron in your opener. How did that game prepare you for a game like Ishpeming, maybe give you a little confidence going forward as well? Well, I, I think the Munising game, you know, was uh, pretty similar to the Ishpeming game in, in terms of teams. Uh, you know, Munising's a real physical, strong team. They've got good size. They've also got some good speed at their guards, too. And, you know, Ishpeming's built the same way. They can not only do they have some starters with some, some height and some size, um, but they got a couple guys that come off the bench, and, and, you know, they're hard to handle. They're very physical teams. So I think that Munising win, you know, just helped uh, our guys gain a little confidence in the fact that, that we can, you know, play with a, a bigger physical team. And, you know, we're not real small by any means, um, but, you know, our kids showed a lot of heart in that Munising game. Um, same kind of thing, you know, guys stepping up. <clears throat> Excuse me, guy stepping up, uh, and it wasn't just the same guy every time. Munison made some runs against us, and you know other guys were open. We found them, and they knocked some shots down. And, and similar thing last night. You know, Austin had a great game, but as much as he scored 26, you know he found open guys when we needed them, and guys knocked a few big shots down. Caleb Anderson knocked a big three down in the third quarter for us. Um, uh, Jake, or James Harnett, you know, hit one in the second quarter to keep us close, so that you know we were on our way back when we were down earlier. So. You know, once again, we had guys step in, you know, and, and hit some big shots. Um, but, you know, we, we also, at the same time, are looking for those seniors to help lead us. Well, Coach, you're 2-1 heading into Friday night's matchup against Manistique, an up-and-down team that's maybe a little hard to prepare for considering what they did against Gladstone the other week. Tell me what you're expecting from the Emeralds heading into that matchup. Well, you know, the biggest couple of the biggest things for us is uh, Manistique's had you know, since that last game against Gladstone, all this time to prepare for us. And, you know, they're going to be riding high after beating a really good Gladstone team. That, that's a really big win for them. So they, they're going to have a lot of confidence. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're on the road or at home. Um, they've had a lot of time to prepare for us. And, you know, just the way the schedule falls, we've got one day to get ready for them. So I think, you know, we have to be prepared for a team that, that's going to be, you know, riding high. They're going to have a lot of confidence after, after a big win. Um, you know, and it's our job to make sure that when they walk in our, into our home that, that we don't allow them to continue with that confidence. So I think, uh, you know, a good start for us is going to be real important um, in establishing our game, you know, not, not uh, playing somebody else's game on our home floor. So, you know, Manistique, uh, you know, they haven't been traditionally real strong lately. But like I said, and what you just said, that's a signature win for them against a good Gladstone team. So they're going to have a lot of confidence. We have to be prepared to deal with that. Um, you know, I think we have a little confidence now after a couple of really big wins for us, really good wins for us. Um, but we can't, you know, settle uh, on those wins either. We need to continue to work harder, get better, and um, you know, home 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 field is uh, a nice home court's a really nice advantage, and we need to use that uh, to our advantage on Friday night. 
Head coach Jim Finkbeiner of the Gwen Mile Downer boys basketball team squaring off with Manistique on Friday. A couple of teams coming off signature wins getting together in Gwen. Coach, thanks so much for the time. All the best against Manistique in the rest of the year. We look forward to talking again soon. Thanks, Tanner. Thanks for your time. We've got more coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Marquette girls basketball head coach Ben Smith. His team 2-2 two and two getting set to take on Traverse City Central on Friday night. Coach, a lot's happened for your team since we talked last. You went down to Petoskey, took part in their tournament. You entered with a 1-0 record, lost a really good game to Brighton on Friday night, bounced back and blew out Petoskey in the third-place game. Let's start with that weekend. Tell me about opening uh, weekend over at Petoskey. Um, yeah, it's usually a really good test for us, like I said last week. Um, Brighton uh, has a uh, Division One post uh, commit to Bowling Green and she ended up hitting a little hook shot from about eight feet um, with about two seconds to go to put them up by two, and that was the uh, spread that we lost by. Uh, I thought we competed uh, pretty hard. Um, offensively, we didn't get as comfortable as we need to. They are pretty physical and kind of took us out of some stuff. Um, but we came out of the gates, I think we were up 18-9, to nine, and then ran out of gas a little bit to end the first half. I think it was tied at 24-all. Uh, we were able to uh, get ahead a little bit later, but it was, I think, tied at the end of the third. And like I said, they um, hit a bucket right at the buzzer uh, to beat us. So, you know, one of those things where you'd love to win every game, but we definitely didn't make enough plays uh, to do that. And hopefully it's something that as we progress through the season, we learn from. Um, we were able to bounce back the next um, afternoon and play Petoskey. Came out with some pretty good effort sometimes when you're not playing in that final game or you're coming off a disappointing loss or you're on the road. Um, all those things can combine to a little bit of a slow start, but we um, did not do that. We came out and competed well, and you know we were able to leave there with a uh, pretty good-sized victory, um, which we were unfortunately unable to kind of capitalize on that momentum we gained on Tuesday night here. Yeah, Coach, your team wins 46-14 to 14 over Petoskey. Tell me about how your team was able to rebound, maybe what your words for them in the postgame after Brighton and how they responded and thumped Petoskey the way you did. Yeah, um, I think, again, just obviously every game is an opportunity for them. You only get 20 in the regular season, so you don't want to give away too many chances to come out and show what you got. I mean, that's why these kids work so hard during their – um, off season and in practice so they can 
get a chance to go out there and enjoy themselves in the game. And, you know, when you come out on the wrong side of one, you have to, you know, build on it. And I thought the biggest thing was, you know, offensively, if there's a play to be made, try and make it. And if not, make sure that you're doing the best job to try and put someone else in position. And like I mentioned earlier, we got a little bit tired. And we had probably three uh, live ball turnovers in the second quarter that turned into a couple layups and a pull-up jumper, which, you know, definitely changes the dynamic of the game. Much rather just, you know, hold on to the ball and make a good play. And even if we um, run some offense or kick it out of bounds or something, it's obviously somewhere you can set your defense up. Our half-court defense against Brighton was pretty solid. Um, our transition defense was not. You know, they beat us in transition a few times, which that is not typical for us, and we just got to kind of focus on the little details and get better at them. Coach, uh, tell me about Tuesday night's contest with Nagani, a 56-51 loss, a really good basketball game against a really good team. Yeah, um, they are, you know, kind of what I thought they were going to be coming into this year, pretty balanced with a lot of kids chipping in, and then um, Abby Nelson being a big problem if you uh, let her get rolling with her jump shot and just her competitive plays, I think, throughout um, her varsity career, she's really um, blossomed. And, I mean, she was a pretty effective player in her role as a freshman on the varsity. But um, now uh, I thought did a really good job leading them um, through the situations there. Just kind of a clunky start. I think we were down 9-6 to six after the first quarter. And, you know, just we were rushing some things. Um, when they were doubling, we kind of fired out of there quickly or make a bad read and go kind of into some trouble. Um, Avery Levy led us with, I think, 21 points, um, and Sid Keevy had 18, but I think they combined for maybe two shots in the first quarter. And it was just kind of a, a goofy thing. We turned it over too many times, and, you know, credit Nagani, they competed from start to finish. Um, came into the locker room at halftime down two, which for how funky the start was, was probably closer than we should have been and then ended up uh, making a couple plays to end the third quarter. I think we were up 34-31 to start the fourth. Um, and they rattled off. Uh, they made a few free throws and a couple other plays, and next thing you know, we're down a handful again. And it was pretty close the rest of the way, but we just couldn't um, make those two or three plays in a row that in a tight game will give you that little bit of a cushion that you need. Um, again, credit Nagani, they... I believe we're 14 for 15 from the line or something like that. They shot really well from the line, um, which makes our 13 for 17 or whatever it was seem not as good because they um, were cashing in every one. They made a good number of mid-range jumpers and, you know, just made enough scrappy plays to come out on the good end of it. And, you know, I think watching them all year, it'll be fun to see what they do because I think, um, you know, losing the – the two all-UP guards they did, some people might have been sleeping on them a little bit, but there's no way we were. We knew they'd be ready to battle, and we just unfortunately weren't up to the task on Tuesday. Talk with Ben Smith, girls basketball coach at Marquette. I know it's early in the season, coach, but can that Nagani matchup be used as a measuring stick, taking into account maybe some common opponents, what have you? Uh, maybe a little bit. You know, and the same thing with the Brighton game. This early in the year, you'd like to be ready to go, but... Um, it's still early, and after we play 
on Friday and Saturday this week. We'll have six games in, and we'll have played six games, and I think it's like 12 days or something, which is, I mean, it's a lot. You know, where two of the trips are overnighters downstate, and, you know, you mix in a couple days off um, just because you can't go every day or you don't want to go every day, and a couple of the recovery days and, you know, the practice um, routine and schedule isn't near um, like it will be as we move forward. So love to be ready for every matchup as it comes, but if you're not, you just got to play hard and try and gut it out. So I think, you know, both sides on Tuesday made some plays that were some quality, it was some quality stuff, but I think, um, you know, Nagani look back and say they can fine tune some things too. So, you know, as we move forward, I think we play them maybe the last week or second to last week of the year. So, you know, that'll be getting ramped up for turning time. So hopefully it'll be a fun competitive game and maybe a little bit cleaner start. So a little bit more enjoyable to watch too. Coach, tell me about your trip to Traverse City this weekend and the competition you'll see down there. Um, so we play Traverse City Central. Got some information on them. Um, they're going to be quite a bit different than they have been the last four years. They've had um, a point guard who's been up for four years. I think she went on to play at Indiana Wesleyan uh, last year in the districts. Um, at our place, I think she had like 30-ish, um, including about 17 in the fourth quarter, I think. I don't know if the math perfect on that, but it seemed like she scored 50 in the fourth quarter. We ended up winning by about six. But so what well, seems like the decade she was at Traverse City Central is now over. So um, they're definitely going to be doing a little bit different. Uh, you know, they're going to have to kind of come at us with a little bit different game plan because she did um, such a good job um, getting to the rim, making shots, and kind of trying to set up teammates. So uh, I think they'll have a little bit more balanced attack and, you know, with a little bit less dynamic top option. But that also opens up some things, too, that we need to be prepared for. You know, um, they haven't played the five games or the four games we have, um, so we're a little bit more battle-tested, I guess, in that uh, respect. But it also... Um, leaves a little bit less for us to know about them, but just like any game, we got to come ready to compete and play defense and rebound. And if we do those things, we can hopefully um, kind of adjust to some of the things that they mix and match. They play some zone, they play um, a little bit of trapping stuff, but for the most part, they just kind of want to straight up battle you and hopefully we're ready for it. Man, what questions are you getting answered about your squad for the yearly going? Um, I think the kids are. You know, like I thought, I had a group of great kids. They get along well, um, which that has held true. Um, I thought we'd be um, ready to be, you know, ready to battle anybody and be in games, but I was hoping that we'd use um, some of our experience to uh, close out games and, you know, pull them out. But so far we're 2-2 two and two and obviously haven't done that a couple nights. But, you know, again... What we want to be ready for is, um, you know, come game 21, have we seen enough different things and are we prepared for it? And as we've kind of talked about some things, um, I've been happy with some of the adjustments we've been able to make on the fly. And then a few other things I think need a little bit more time for us to prepare for. And um, we got two this weekend, one Thursday, and then we are off until like January 9th. So we got a, a good chunk of time there to um, get 
a little bit healthier, hopefully, and get a little bit more rested, and then go back and look at the stuff, you know, of those questions that you're asking about that we answered. If there are any questions that are unanswered at that point, we can hopefully use that practice time to get us um, where we're ready to take on that um, next stretch of our season. Coach Ben Smith of the Marquette Girls Basketball Squad. Thanks as always for the time, Ben. Best of luck this weekend. Look forward to talking again soon. All right. Thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. More after this on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Let's help put Christ back into Christmas. Embers Credit Union, in partnership with Knights of Columbus, is having a poster contest to help our youth do just that. Each poster must reflect the Keep Christ in Christmas Week. The contest is open to all young people between the ages of 5 and 14. There will be several prizes in each category, and the deadline for entry is December 15th. You can pick up supplies and official rules and drop off your finished masterpiece at any branch of Embers Credit Union and with the art department of Father Market Schools. There are hundreds of dollars of prizes in the contest and a pizza party in January for all participants. If you'd like to know more, visit embers.org. Embers Credit Union, formerly the UP Catholic Credit Union, membership open to anyone who lives, works, or worships in the Upper Peninsula. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani Miners basketball with head boys coach Dan Waterman. His team, 1-3, and three, as they get set for a matchup against Gwynn on Tuesday. Well, Coach, you lost the first three games to three really good teams, all by single digits, and then whatever frustrations you had, you took them out on lots earlier this week, winning 76-43. to Let's start there. It was a Purple Hornet team coming off a really good win against Houghton. They've got some weapons, and then you just went to work on lots, really didn't let them up for air. Well, pressure on them, and not let them stand and shoot because we knew that they could do that. Um, our full-court pressure was good. We created some turnovers, which was led to some pretty easy offense and played really, really well in the half of that game. Coach, uh, tell me about the way that the season started with those three close losses to some good teams factored into maybe some motivation, how you prepared for the Lots game. Um, for our guys, um, they had a good summer. Uh, they've improved a bunch. But it wasn't showing up on the record, and, and that's all that people really see. Um, so there was, there was some frustration, and there was a little bit of soul-searching going on. Um, but, uh, you know, we, as our coach, keep reminding them of the good things that we've watched a lot of film to, you know, to find out where we've broken down and, and um, ended up losing those games and, and try to correct those mistakes. And uh, I think that it showed against Lance. We were we were pretty good out of the gate. Uh, you know, the only downfall of the Lance game is we would like to play four quarters. And uh, I didn't think that our intensity was very good in the third quarter. But um, the Lance game was good for, for a host of reasons. You know, we had some guys on our bench that, that weren't playing a whole lot. They got a, got a chance to play a whole bunch and, and were, were rewarded for the practice. And uh, so that's always good for your team. 
How about uh, what adjustments have you made here in the season that uh, you're excited about, maybe that you want to build off moving forward? Well, we've tweaked our offense a little bit. Um, probably to opposing coaches would consider it tweaking it pretty con- considerably. We've um, gone to more of a motion-based offense uh, and read the defense and take advantage of what the defense presents versus which I think too. You know, Tom is over the Michigan State and all the success that he's had plays, you're going to be the ball this player his best spot. Um, but then opponents can scout that and, and they prevent your best player from getting the ball in the spot. So hard harder to guard. Um, but it's, it's more difficult on the offensive side, too. You've got to be smart and you've got to be skilled, and our kids really like it. And it plays to their strength. So those have been some pretty big adjustments on our part. Coach, uh, are you starting to get some questions that you had in the preseason? I know it's early on, small sample size, but are you starting to figure out an identity for this team, maybe get some of your questions answered? Uh, we're still in that process, you know, all you got to do is – I had an idea of what I thought, like UP basketball was going to look like this year. And then Anastique beats Gladstone. Houghton beats Escanaba. Lance beats Houghton. You know, so I, I think you got a bunch of teams that are just trying to figure out some things, who they are, what their identity is going to be, uh, what their strengths and weaknesses are. And, and once you figure those out, you try to play to your strengths and play away from your weaknesses. So it's a process. Um, We're not even at Christmas time yet, you know. You get that Christmas break, and it's almost like hitting the reset button. So I think you wait until you get into the second, third week of January before you truly know who everybody is. How about uh, some of the games that you've got coming up? A few more toughies before the break. You're at Gwynn on Tuesday. They're coming off a really nice win over Ishpeming. And then the 21st, a short road trip to take on Marquette. Yeah, I, I, I've had an opportunity to, to catch both of those teams in action the last two nights, and, and they present some, some different challenges. Uh, Gwynn last night was really good over in Ishpeming. Uh Everybody knows about Taylor and, and the player that he is. Uh, the kid that impressed me was Austin Parks. You know, he's playing on a, at a bad knee, uh, torn, I don't know, ACL, MCL, whatever it is. He's got something torn up in there, and, and he tweaked it last night. And, you know, the courage that he displayed coming into that game last night, and he hit big shots for them. And then they got some young guys stepping up, too. Uh, Gwynn is, is pretty significantly improved and is going to be a, a pretty stiff challenge for us on Tuesday. And then Marquette, Marquette's in the conversation with Iron Mountain for being the best team in, in the U.P. And, and that's because of their personnel and the way that Brad uses it all there. And you get 6'10 kid inside who's real good. The guards are quick and can shoot, and, and they look real good in the second half of the game down in Gladstone, uh, turning a three point deficit into, uh, I don't know, 18 20 win. That's not real easy to do down there. How about on your side of the ball, Coach? What things are you going to challenge your team to do before the Christmas break, maybe go into the holidays with a little bit of confidence and momentum? Um, I think we're outstanding. And then, you know, I think we, we lose concentration a little bit. I think that we need to get maybe a little bit tougher 
in, from a physicality standpoint, uh, you know, when the shot goes up, we need to be better at putting a body on a body and holding our ground and not, not let people lift around where they want us. So that's where our focus is going to be here for the next week, week and a half. Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach at Nagani. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. All the best this season. We'll talk again soon. Let's transition to Nagani girls basketball. We have head coach Brandon Sager on headset with us. Well, coach, uh, team started out 3-0. and It's about as good as you can ask for. You got a road trip up to Hancock this evening. But give me your thoughts on uh, your team through the first three games of the season. Um, you know, I, I thought we're, we're starting to show progress. Each game we're doing things a little bit better. Um, still a long ways to go, but long season ahead of us still, and, uh, and pretty happy with, uh, with where we're at. 1-0 and so far on the week. You had a really good game at Marquette on uh, Monday. Tell me about how that one went down and how your team gutted out a gritty win. Um, well, as always, it's always a tough matchup with them, and uh, their size can, can cause a lot of problems. And, um, you know, their interior definitely carried the, the brunt of the load for them, I think scoring 39 of their 51. And, um, well, the girls battled. We were undersized inside, and uh, we fought. We played physical. Um, our guards really helped kind of cause some issues late in the game. But um, they grinded out. They didn't quit. They hit some big shots, hit a lot of big free throws, and, uh, you know, were able to pull it away. I think we had five turnovers only in that game. So between that and making free throws down the stretch, those were two really big keys for our victory. Tell me about the way this game went down. Obviously, it was your closest game this season, but you get those battle-tested games early on as opposed to a couple of blowouts earlier and how you can benefit from a game like that moving forward. Oh, we can. You know, anytime you, uh, the girls learn and, and, and find a way to win a close game like against especially a good opponent like that, really kind of as we get further on it helps a lot and they kind of relied on each other in that game so that was you know another positive that came out of it but um you know our first two games with uh with the big margin wasn't really sure where we were at it's hard to kind of get a litmus test of, of how good we are or what we need to really work on um so that game you know helped a lot in that regard and uh you know hopefully we can go on the road again tonight, uh, which we've been on the road a lot this, this early season and uh, and come up with another victory. Hey, you've got Hancock coming up this evening. Tell me what to expect from them. Um, you know, they're uh, kind of a, a bunch of girls that are all the same size. They, you know, on film they look like they're about maybe 5'9". They're long. Um, they, uh, they give some pressure full court pretty consistently. And um, it's just that we have to, to play our game and play – you know, make really good decisions, make good passes. Their length really affects uh, getting in the passing lanes. And, um, not as long as what we just encountered on Tuesday, but um, nonetheless, it'll be uh, it'll be a challenge for us going on the road. And uh, you know, I, I, I like our chances, but um, you know, you got to be ready every night you step on the floor. Coach, what's something you like about your team here in the early going? Maybe something that you didn't think uh, would be a strength for your squad, and what's something you're going to challenge them to improve on? Um. You know, um, I wasn't sure how tough we were, um, but uh, Tuesday kind of showed a little bit of the toughness that I wasn't, uh, you know, completely sure if we had it based on the on the first couple games. But um, they played together, and uh, nobody cares who who scores, things like that. Um, 
I thought Tuesday Abby Nelson really stepped up as a leader like I haven't seen her completely do before. Um, you know, she was very vocal, hit big shots, played great defense. Um, uh, I think maybe almost double digits in rebounds. So, um, so that was good and refreshing, you know, for her coming into her own and, and being with me for four years, which is kind of she's taking ownership of this team. But um, at the same time, they all just collectively do things together, and, and uh, that's that's kind of how we wanted. That's kind of the culture that we've tried to create here. So um, that was that was good to see out of that game. Brandon, how about the Westpac so far? It's been kind of up and down when you look at some of the teams that really they've beat each other, and it's kind of been uh, round robin, fairly even. Maybe some teams uh, surprising. Give me your impressions on the Westpac early on. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it it has been up and down. It's it's hard to really get a get a feel. Um, Kelly Met goes in and, and beats West Iron by fifteen, and then Ishpeming beats them last night, and. Lance and Houghton kind of go back and forth, and then Hancock gets beat or beats um, Calumet a couple nights ago. So it's really hard to gauge um, where everybody's at, and um, it's been difficult, especially being far away. You don't get to see those teams as regularly as we'd like in person. So um, it's been uh, it's been different. Um, that's that's for sure. We've got lots coming up next week. You'll have a chance to see them. Have you looked ahead to them at all, or right now is the focus all on Hancock? Uh, we have a film of them. Um, I, I, we were at. We got to see them play Westwood. I think it was last week, so we were able to see what they're at. But haven't really taken a serious look at it. Um, we kind of look at it one game at a time and um, break it down and get ready for for each one ahead of us. So we try not to pay attention. So honestly, I, I haven't even looked at the film yet. So um, we'll take a look at that this weekend as we prepare for Tuesday. Brandon Sager, head girls basketball coach at Nagani. Brandon, as always, thanks for the time. Best of luck tonight and the rest of the way. Thanks, Tanner. My thanks once again to all the coaches who took time to talk with us about their teams on this Friday afternoon turning in to evening. If you missed any part of our show, it will be available in the on-demand tab of our mobile app. Be sure to download it from the Apple iStore or Google Play ESPN-UP. It is not the same as the ESPN app. Get the ESPN-UP app. You can get live broadcast, Westwood Patriot Athletics, national syndicated shows, Dan Lebetard, Will Kane, what have you. You can get all of that at one place for free on ESPNUP.com. Full season is starting. Eastern Michigan's got their game tomorrow. You can hear that game, plus all the games that ESPN is covering with the ESPNUP app. And as always, if you miss anything, the on-demand section has got you covered. You can hear past episodes of the Sports Pen, past episodes of this show, get caught up on everything you need to know with Marquette County Sports. That should do it for us. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the ESPN-UP tip-off show. Another week in the books. Get set to enjoy your weekend. Have a great and safe one. And be sure to uh, tune in next week when we're back on for the Sports Pen 4 Eastern, 3 Central, right here on Marquette's worldwide leader in sports, ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming, Marquette.